Welcome to today's episode of What the Football, brought to you by Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game Time's got killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seats, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, use WTF for $20 off of your first purchase. That's WTF for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Amy, I'm in a cranky mood. It's Tuesday. Uh, Rich is in Germany and in the middle of two games. First game, amazing. Amazing. An amazing, great game. 9.2 million people watched the Dolphins Chiefs in Frankfurt, which was kind of crazy. Um, Crazy and exciting crazy. And by the way... I'm cranky, too. Why are you cranky? I don't know why. And really, I don't have reason to be cranky, but sometimes don't you just get cranky when you don't have a reason to be cranky? I I just woke up in the wrong side of the bed today, and I just woke up annoyed about everything. Okay, but Rich is gone, so the whole bed is yours. <laughs> By the way, I don't know about you, but like when I sleep, I, I literally sleep in the, like maybe the smallest square footage. I can make my bed so easily. But I can't sleep that well when he's away because, you know, my ears are open, three kids, two dogs. One of our dogs, Dylan, the dog, white English cream, golden retriever, rescue. Of course, of course. Comes in every day like a rooster at 4.05. And she leaves Cooper's room, she sneaks out the door, and she wakes me up. And so I've been up since 4.05. Okay, hold my beer. Not not the freeway, but the Hold time. my beer because I've been out of bed since 3 a.m. Woke up. And, and so, Suze, when I wake up, in the middle of the night or in the wee hours of the morning. Here's how my brain works. I lay there in bed thinking I really should fall back asleep. And then I start thinking, I wonder how deep the Mariana Trench is in the ocean. And I wonder what the circumference of the earth is. And I wonder what the distance from one planet to the next. I really think about these things. And then I shake my husband awake. I'm like, how deep is the Mariana Trench? And he rolls over and he's like, it, it's three in the I morning. I hate you. Is what it's <laughs> and then I'll say, what's the circumference of the earth? I cannot go back to sleep if I don't know the circumference of the earth. So then I just get up and start looking all this stuff up. So really, you should just call me at four in the morning. I'm uh, up. Listeners, she does send the earliest emails of all time. And like, I get up early. I'm up at 530-ish. A child. If I'm pl- working out or not. As Chad Johnson would say, child, child. please. Yeah. I mean, you get up insane hours. I, I think 5.30 is reasonable, maybe 6 o'clock on an off day. Mm-mm, that's like half the day is gone. Yeah. I need well, to be out of bed up by 5. Yeah. By the way, while we're on the topic of bed and life and sleeping, I need to just share with our podcast listeners and viewers something about the restroom here at the Rich Eisen studio. So you walk into the restroom, and of course, there's a toilet because it's a restroom. And hanging on the wall behind the toilet is a giant picture of Bill Belichick, and it says... Do your job. I cannot use the restroom here without walking in and seeing that picture. Do your job. There it is right there. I actually have the T-shirt. I think I wore it already on this podcast. And I wore it the other day to Taylor's basketball game. And um, she went out there and lit it up. So I'm saying maybe because she's in this league here run by a fellow masshole named Karen Goldberg, who I love so much. Goldie's League. It's an all-girls league, clearly. And it's really aggressive. It's great, but I wore my do your job shirt and I felt really good about myself. And we, that's a little teaser because we will talk a little bit about Bill Belichick, whether or not someone else is going to do his job for him next year. <clears throat> little 
look ahead. My brother may have tweeted in a question because, guys, today, here's here's what we thought. We're both salty and cranky. Why? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. We don't sleep that much. The coffee wasn't that great today. The Patriots suck. I'm tired of, like, the Jets, like Aaron Rodgers crapola. Like, come back already or don't. You know, so I'm kind of, like, salty today. Because all the, you know, poor Rich, he's in Berlin, and he's 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 watching his Jets just look awful. And I'm just, I'm cranky. I'm thinking, why didn't they just get a new quarterback? Why didn't they just get somebody out there? Like, why did they make Zach Wilson go through this? Did they really believe that he could do this? Why have such a great defense? A moment the Jets could be happy about. I get it. We started the season, our very first podcast, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. And we saw him out there, and everyone's freaking out on the internet because he threw a 58-yard warm-up pass, three-step drop. I get it. The kid, Aaron Rodgers, if he wants to be a, a modern miracle of medicine, he already is. We've, we've heard him. Like, you know, somebody asked him, are you coming back? He said, give me a couple weeks. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. But I, I, I watched last night's game, and we're taping this on a Tuesday, as you all know. And all I could do was feel bad for, for Zach Wilson. And I know he's, everyone's like, oh, don't be an idiot. He's making all this money. But I'm in a bad mood, so I can be allowed to do whatever I well, want to do. Look, if they bring Aaron Rodgers back, and I don't know if they will, I don't know if they can, they better find a way to protect him. Because the last thing you want to do is put him back there and have him re-injure himself. And by the way, you've just said you're cranky about the Patriots. Rich is cranky about the Jets. You know who's not cranky? Raider fans. Oh, I know. And, and guys, we know this is not a Raiders podcast, but this is what we have to say. We told you. They listen. Clearly, the Raiders are out there watching every single episode of What the Football because this is what happened, right? I mean, Warren Sapp came on Warren and said, came on yep. and said, fire your coach. Howie he, Long had some smart things to say. It's been a coach. topic that, you know, you, they probably did listen to us. Well, who doesn't? I mean, God, we're the only people setting it straight. But basically, Amy, what was your reaction to the celebration in the locker room? Guys smoking cigars and, you know, Devontae Adams ha has a, an NBA ref come up to him. We actually have it. We're going to play this for you right now. Hey, let's see if I can check on that winning track yesterday. Got to rub it up. That ain't sticky, bro. You win yesterday? Section 312, right at 50, man. It's going to be better now. I can tell already. Man. I love it, man. Appreciate it. That's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Dexter Fowler who's there, and they're basically talking to this NBA ref who can tell just from watching, you know, the game, how the chemistry has changed in the locker room. Well, and when you, when, you, when you read or heard the quotes after the termination of the head coach, um, Devontae Adams talked about a happy feeling in the locker room. Max Crosby talked about it. Hunter Renfrew talked about it. It was very, very, very apparent that there was a tremendous weight taken off the player's shoulders. And you saw it in the performance on the field, and you saw it in the celebration in the locker room. And as you can imagine, Susie, I've been asked by umpteen people what I thought about the firing. And it was absolutely, unequivocally the right thing to do. But I will note it was very, very costly. Now, sometimes you have to spend money to correct a mistake. Um, that was a costly hiring and a costly firing. Doesn't mean it wasn't the right thing to do. It was, and I want to make clear, I'm not equivocating on that. It was the right thing to do to fire him. But that was a costly error. You know, the numbers that are being reported, and these don't reflect or include other terminations that have gone on in the organization since then, including a COO and some others. It's upwards of $85 million. You add that to the amount they had to pay Gruden in a settlement. That's a lot of money. 
money. Where's all this money coming well, and from? I'm glad, you know, <laughs> great question because people think there's unlimited supplies of money. And look, these teams are worth an exorbitant amount of money. And the revenues every single year are tremendous. But make no mistake about it. However you cut it, $85 million is a lot of money. So the Raiders now are on their eighth head coach in 13 years. Even I can do that math, I hope, correctly. That I'm not even going to try. But do the math in your head. That's a lot of head coaches, and I hope they get it right. So again, was it the right thing to do to fire him? Absolutely, unequivocally. Was hiring him a very, very expensive mistake? Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this off camera. I, I We're going to have to take a hiatus mm-hmm. on discussing the Raiders head coach at the moment just because I'm we're both such dog people and mm-hmm. there, there's a little bit of a past there that is dragged into the conversation. So let's just wrap it up by saying great job for Devontae. Wishing them all the best as they move forward. And uh, and I love that NBA ref coming over. Great? How great is that? I mean, it's just so funny. You just see how, like, the chemistry of a team is so palpable. You can tell. And, by the way, we've seen this for years and years. But, boy, I'm glad that you were able to kind of button that up because it is a lot of money. All right, so let's move on from the Raiders because, obviously, we've got— well, there's a big game coming up this Sunday that Rich is going to be panicked about again. Um, oh, anytime- I might have to bet Rich ice cream. Yeah, we you could take that. that bet. Yeah, of course you would. Remember when we bet um, ice cream on Raiders Patriots, and you had to buy me ice cream? Yeah, I'm going to do that with Rich. Yeah, do it. Okay, he, he, he would be more than happy to do that. And it was funny because he, he, he said, "Do you want me to zoom in today? Should I zoom in for you guys?" Because we we had originally talked to Marshall Falk about coming on today. He's going to come in actually in studio next Tuesday, and um, Rich said, "Well, why don't I zoom in?" And I said, "No, we got. I think we're going to just chat today. You know." We have a lot to talk about. We wanted to get some questions in from some listeners and viewers. And he's like, well, I, I don't mind. And, and I was like, we're cool. We're going to chat. He goes, are you hey. sure? And, I, and it was so sweet. And and I was like, no, uh, as you'd say, hold my beer. I got a podcast. Today. I just thought But of I something. will be in for the Rich Eisen show the next two days, and he will be zooming in for that as well. And Marshall is going to be joining us. We yes. just all decided it would be a lot more fun for Marshall to do it in person rather than Agreed. on Zoom. And by the way, you know, you mentioned that Rich just did that phenomenal, phenomenal broadcast from Germany. Actually, you didn't say phenomenal, phenomenal. I'm saying it was a phenomenal broadcast. But that meant you were home on game day with no rich. So how is game day different in the Schuster Eisen home when rich is not there? Let me explain to you what I will never do again in the, like my life. I will never watch games with him on a Sunday the way he watches games. It is nauseating. He's got in his office and God bless him. Three TVs. He splits the two on the left and the right into quadrants I don't even know how One, to do two, that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He watches nine games how sometimes at the same time. I don't know. And I don't want to know. <laughs> I can't. So I think this is maybe some difference between how men and women think. This is my theory. Like, I I watch a game and I want to follow the narrative of a game. Oh, not me. How do you watch? I, You know, they always, there's that stereotype that women like the stories associated with the game. I don't want stories associated with the game. I want X's, O's, downs, and distance. I want to know whether it's man or zone, rushing three or four. I'm not interested in stories. But can, anyway, please go on. Can about- you do that at the same time, though? He watches all, the, and he's he's got that stupid clicker, and he's bouncing from one thing to the other, and then I don't know which game is going on. He's got the volume coming from here, and this one going from the left. I don't know where to look. I feel sick to my stomach. I get nauseous. I leave the room. 
So wow. that's how we watch games on Sunday. Okay, so... Um, and by the way, sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Go and ahead. And so... You so, shouldn't be. And I'm not. And by the way, like, I got... Like baseball in Camarillo half the time. I know. And I've got to be at a (laughs) basketball game. And I'm like, I'm trying to like take care of our house. I'm lucky if I watch a little. That's why Sunday night to me is nice. It's one game I can watch it. Monday night football, I'm in the car picking up from baseball. So I listen to the second. So that Kevin Harlan is like my favorite. I I mean, it was funny because last night on Westwood One, Brenda Warner was in the booth. She never goes. She never watches Kurt. I don't think she's ever watched Kurt work. She, I think she was falling asleep in the booth because they were basically razzing her the whole time. But that's how I watch. Okay. So in the olden days, you know, you just had one remote control and you clicked on the TV and you watched a game. And if there were games on multiple channels, you could just go back and forth. Well, now, as you know, I'm in the studio very early in the morning on Sundays for that other pregame show on CBS Sports Network. My husband now knows, and he is so good to do this, because when I get home, he has all the different remote controls set out for me. Oh, my because, goodness. I mean, I, it's Susie, now, you know, you need one for Roku and one for this and one for that. And there's like a zillion remote controls. And some of the stuff is streaming. And I realize I sound like an old, old, old well, I'm not even going to go and say what I was going to say. Um, but I just want one remote control. I just so my husband has the remotes set out for me. So when I get home from the studio, he watches the whole show and then he goes and works out. But he labels him. He's like, you use this remote for this TV and this remote for this TV. And if you want to stream, you use this. You don't have to have it like this. It's not like that anymore. We have one remote. We don't. Yeah. It's on YouTube TV now, which I can't believe. See, I'm so sorry I'm saying YouTube TV because you're going to say they're not paying us. I'm like, if they're not. Well, no, but you know what? There's the Rich Eisen Show YouTube channel. And we are promoted on that. So you're allowed to say that. So I ask my kids to put it on because I don't know how to do it. (laughs) And they put it on and I can watch games. So basically your children are doing for you what my husband's doing for me. Cooper's basically putting it on, choosing the audio. And then he sits there and he does what his dad does. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Stop. I can't watch these games this way. That sounded like New England. Like, stop. Stop. Like who? New England. That was like, stop. That whole New England thing. So annoying. But I will say this. I can't watch with Rich. It's it's infuriating. So what I like to do is you should make him actually go put a GoPro on Rich right. on Sunday. And Rich, I'm going to put a tracking <laughs> device on you. All right. This is really getting, we're, we're really heading in different directions here. So let, what else should we complain about? I still, I still have room to complain about the Jets more. You saw that Carson Wentz got signed by the Rams. I think that's an interesting late season, uh, mid season. It's actually only mid season addition, but like, I think I interesting wonder... is a very, interesting is a very diplomatic word. Okay. So what would you call it? I don't like it. Eh, why? Um, I've never been sold on Carson Wentz. And look, I understand they need to lead, add a quarterback, and I understand what week of the season we're in. Um, I'm just not wowed by it. But who else is there to get, though? That's the problem. Like, there's the same couple guys that are out there. We are, I mean, we are not in a place right now where it's a very depth, uh, a, a deep well. Well, and that goes to the point we discussed a couple weeks ago, which is this is why I think they should push the trade deadline back in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, the season's longer now. It's no longer 16 weeks. It's 18 weeks. And as I shared before, so I won't belabor the point now, I sat in those league owners meetings for almost 30 years and the trade deadline was a hot topic because there were some owners who thought, you, and this was even before the season was 18 weeks, push the trade deadline back so that teams that are in contention 
retention still have an opportunity to sign people. And there were other owners who said, no, we don't want players rented and we don't want fire sales. But your point is well taken, Susie. They had to make an addition and they chose what they thought was best. I'm just not wowed by him. You know who I am wowed by? Some of the quarterbacks we saw play last week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. Yeah, because Amy and I were talking about how important we think some of these young quarterbacks are as they emerge. And I was just saying that I look back and I think about when Charles Barkley used to say that athletes aren't role models. And I think that was the beginning of a strange time for him because people, Charles has had maybe the greatest turnaround of almost any um, athlete that I can think of because he went from that bad boy, athletes aren't role models, and now look at him, he's a great role model. Tremendous. And I just loved C.J. Stroud taking the time, you know, to talk about his dad being incarcerated. And he came off of one of the greatest rookie performances of all time. And he wanted to take the time to talk about his dad and to talk about how he felt like the prison system was unfair um, and his own experience having a dad who's incarcerated. And he took the time away from, you know, what what is undoubtedly the highlight of his rookie career, maybe his entire career, this massive win over the Bucks with the Texans, and he, he chose to take his time and talk about prison reform. And I, and I just love the fact that he had the wherewithal and the vision to take a stand. Like I just hate it when people don't take a stand. So he's my guy that I was excited about. I truly believe that if you have a platform, you have to use it. Well, and I will turn to the guy that excited me last week, but I will tell you I agree with you about CJ. And I took a class in college on prison reform. And as part of that class, we took, I guess you'd call it a field trip. And we went to San Quentin. And we went to a prison up in Vacaville, which is also a um, medical facility and medical prison. Uh, It's where Charlie Manson was for a while. Charlie, Charles Manson, excuse me, let me not be so, you're, you know. good, you're a good friend. <laughs> no, you're no. Good friend, oh Charlie? my gosh, I grew up terrified of that whole Manson thing here. On, oh, you know, that's right, because you grew I grew up, up here. in Los Angeles and that was, that left a mark on a lot of people. Um, the, just the fright, not the whole, you know, there were people who were murdered by them, but it, it cast a shadow on a, on a lot of people. Um, but CJ is right. Prison reform is long overdue in this country, and I learned that visiting San Quentin and visiting the prison in Vacaville and taking this course on prison reform. And I won't belabor the issue now, but the fact that we allow in this country people to run prisons for profit is utterly, utterly insane. It's just wrong. Prisons shouldn't be a business. If our goal is to rehabilitate people and give them another chance, 
and get them right, then incentivizing people to run prisons for profit is just dumb. Well, I just thought that I love the fact that he took that opportunity and that, you know, the single game NFL rookie passing record and that win over the Bucks. and I'll give you the numbers in case you're at all curious, but 470 yards, five touchdowns. I just like seeing a young man step into the spotlight like that. So that's that was kind of like in my bad mood prep. I kind of thought I wanted to highlight the work that I think he's doing and be appreciative of it. I agree with you. And now to further lift your mood, I will point to someone that I was just wowed by. I'm enamored with him. He's phenomenal. Josh Dobbs. He stepped on the field last week. He didn't know most of his teammates' full names yet. He had never taken a snap under their center. They had never heard his cadence, and none of the receivers had caught practice pass for him. But he went on the field, and he led that team. It just It was magnificent. And there's something else absolutely magnificent, and I love this about him even more. My dad was an aerospace engineer. He would have loved him. My mom was a scientist and loved everything having to do with NASA. She would have loved him. He did an internship for NASA. The NFLPA has a magnificent, magnificent internship program. Shout out to you, Nolan Harrison, for the work the NFLPA does with these internships. He interned for NASA, and I absolutely love that NASA, one of the NASA accounts, put out a tweet congratulating him on the win and the nickname they now have for him, Pastronaut. Get it? Passing? Astronaut? Pastronaut? Get it? Anyway, Josh Dobbs astronaut, intern at NASA, on the field a leader. Um, I am rooting and cheering for this young man to to succeed on the field and off. But what about the other nickname, which is the Dob Father? That's fantastic. I don't, I oh, was yeah. not aware of that one. You know, it's funny, um, when you go to do games, if you're a broadcaster or a sideline reporter, you get to pick in advance who you want to interview. And I always would pick an offensive lineman because those are the guys that usually, you know, those are the brains on the field for the most part. Now, I'm not, I mean, I can hear Ed Reed saying, like, how dare you? <laughs> I can just think of like plenty of guys saying, like, how dare you? But I would always want to talk to offensive linemen because they were the smartest. And those are the guys like doing kind of the craziest things. And those are the guys with a dual degree in chemistry and microbiology while they were playing football and what have you. But Josh Dobbs, I mean, he is, he's breaking the mold. I read this funny thing about him and Gardner Minshew, and they were, like, basically going back and forth with who did better on the Wonderlick. You know, obviously, you know all about the Wonderlick. The Wonderlick, of course, is kind of like, wouldn't you call that, like, the IQ test of the National Football League? Well, you're asking the girl, by the way, who just was never, ever good at standardized That's tests. True. So, um, yes, it is. And there's a lot of... Um, a lot of controversy about the Wonderlick, and one thing I've never been able to stand is when teams have leaked Wonderlick information. That's just absolutely wrong. But yeah, those two have had a wonderful, wonderful exchange. And if I were Josh Jobs, I would just look at Gardner, whomever, and say, "Yeah, NASA intern." I rest way, my case. It's so cool. Well, I wish them both good luck because again, I do those too. Are the two young guys we really like to follow and wanted to highlight. Um, before we go on, we're going to take a lot of questions. We have some questions from some of our viewers because we were going to have Marshall Falk on this week. I think Rich promoted him uh, a couple times. So did I. And you did. Marshall got stuck on a flight to Salt Lake on the way to New Orleans. He's speaking uh, at a speaking engagement in New Orleans on Thursday. You know, he's from there. He'll be on the Rich Eisen show on Wednesday with me, but he's going to come in studio That's to so make much up fun. for this. Um, and I just love him for that. So he's going to be here in studio 
next Tuesday, which I believe is the 14th. It is. So we just thought we would just chat today and take questions because we really appreciate that we're building this chemistry and building this community for what the football. So in a second, we're going to take questions. First, I'm going to talk to you about game time because they're so great and they're so wonderful and they've been with us since the very get-go. And I love this app because I can see my way around it. And I've told you guys this before. It's just I have so many kids and I have so many people to make happy and so many things to go to. And I like about it is I don't have to guess. I can't do numbers. I don't have a, a math requirement in my college. I have no math degree. Make it easy for me. And so that's what they do. They take all the guessing out. So I don't have to worry about pricing. I don't have to worry about that. I could get it for less money elsewhere, and I can see where I want to sit. So they have great deals right up until the start of the event, even an hour after it starts, because I'm always late, because nobody listens to me. I'm never late. I know. You're always on time. Would you like to move into my house and tell my kids to be on time? If I am ever late, you need to call the authorities, because it means I have been abducted or I've driven into a ditch. (laughs) Amy, um, I will, I'll do that, and I'll also extend to you our code for game time because it is what the football, WTF, okay? So WTF is the code. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Code WTF for $20 off of your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit gametime.co for terms. Again, create that account. What the football, spell it out. It's WTF. WTF for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed. So what a pleasure we get to actually take some questions today. And um, I got nervous thinking, oh God, um, what will they ask? Will it be a total nightmare? And will we wish that we had never done that before? And we have the absolute opposite, which is kind of great. Um, The first question is from, let me just butcher this, because I can't. Is it Len D. Zaleski? Or is it Len Zaleski? It's one of the two. This lovely person who wanted to reach out to us wants to know what are the most overhyped stories of the NFL this season, player or team? Their thought is Dak and the Cowboys, but wanted to know what you think. And what you think, what Mm. each of us think. You want to go first? No, you can go. Uh, I think all the stories are overhyped. I really do. Um, There are some good stories. There are some important stories. But I sometimes think the hype around the stories is a little bit much. Now, by the way, I'm just not a hype girl. I'm not a hot take girl. I'm not a yell and scream girl. I like a reasoned and reasonable discussion. Um, You know, the the question is very, very apt because there has been a lot of hype around the DAC issue. Um, But I'd be hard pressed to just name one because I think a lot of stories get too much hype. I think the Jets story is everything to me. And I started the show talking about this, but overhype is this, you know, is Aaron coming back this season? I mean, the, the, the tizzy that most of the football world is in because the guy walks on the field with supportive shoes and throws a couple warm-up passes. Aaron himself went on, I think it was Pat McAfee, saying this is how his stress reliever getting out there. The guy's got a rocket. We understand he's got an incredible arm. That's why he's there. But the way people are panting to know whether he's coming back, and to me, I mean, to have a defense as good as the Jets have and to put it to such waste the way they are. And by the way, Garrett Wilson, every week just creating magistry. Is that a word? It is now. I think it is. I think it is. He's incredible. Every week. Every week he's making, he's like, and he makes a play appear. And it's just, I think that to me is the hype that I can't steal. All right, here's another one for you. 
the will Bill Belichick be back? Will he be back as a head coach? Will he be back as a head coach slash GM? Will he be in charge of purchasing the groceries to use the Bill Parcells euphemism? Will he be back at all? You know, well, let me let me interrupt you there because we have a question. That's oh. just that exact thing. Oh, um, from so one, we're going to kind of meld them together yeah, and do so them together. Okay. From one Scott Schuster 11, which, I mean, I Wait saw it. Wait a I was minute. Like, oh, no. oh, boy. Here we go. Hi, Amy. Where will Bill Belichick be working next year? And any chance he would agree to work with a new general manager in New England so they can avoid drafting stiffs <laughs> like Tyquan Thornton, Nikhil Harry, and Juwan Williams? First of all, shouldn't that question have begun, hello, Amy? Please tell my lovely, brilliant sister that no. I say hi. She's Shouldn't from New England. There's, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, formalities. There's no icing on the cake in New England. Well, we'll answer that question in two ways then. Yeah. Because as to the first question you read, I do think that this is one of the overhyped stories. But imagine that people in New England overhyping something. Go figure. As to the substantive issue that one Scott Schuster has raised, um, the answer is we don't know what Robert and Jonathan Kraft are going to do in New England. What I do know from having worked with both of them for a lot of years is it will be a thoughtful, reasoned, reasonable decision. It's not going to be, you know, spur of the moment. It's not going to be just emotionally done. They're going to think this through. Uh, and one of the issues is, do they keep Bill as a head coach and divorce the GM responsibilities and give it to someone else, or do they move on entirely? I would like to see Bill stay there. I think Bill is a tremendous coach. Give the GM responsibilities to someone else. I saw video, I'm sure you did too, on the internet of Bob Kraft and his son Jonathan, and Jonathan seems to be mouthing the words like they got to be better. And of course they have to be better. They have a lot of empty seats in that stadium right now. They have people not used to being losers. Well, and that's what they are right now. Well, I think they have a very big decision to make at quarterback. Actually, I don't think it's a hard decision. Um, it's an important decision. Maybe that's a better word for me to use. They have an important decision to make at ma uh, at quarterback. Um, do you remember that movie? Um, come on, Anne Hathaway, um, Anna Wintour, the... Oh, The Devil Wears yeah, Prada. Yeah, The Devil Wears Prada. Do you remember that scene where the character says... What I'm hearing is blah, 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 blah. And she's moving her hand up and down. And she says, what I want to be hearing is, and then she draws her hand across her lips as right. if to say. Miranda Priestley said that, of right. course. Uh -huh. There you go. Every time Mac Jones talks, I think of that scene from The Devil Wears Prada. What I'm hearing is blah, 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 blah. And what I want to be hearing is nothing. Just go. Play. And I get it. I get it. He has responsibilities. He has to talk to the press. But the platitudes that come out and just enough, they've got an important decision to make at quarterback. I don't think he's the answer there. But, you know, it's funny. It's always New England that has to do with shopping for groceries. And I go back to the old Parcells thing, because Parcells, of course, Bill Parcells wanted to. He's like, if I'm going to, what was it? If I'm going to cook in the kitchen, I want to shop for the groceries. And it's, what do you think it is about? these coaches that want to wear both hats. John Gruden is another example of that. John Gruden was a very good coach, not good at building a roster, not good at player personnel decisions. And look, every one of us has things that which, you know, that we do well. And then we have things we don't do well. And I think the best leaders and the best business people and the best in every industry are people who recognize I do this well, but I don't do this well and defer to others. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I were, 
I don't think I'd want to do both. Would you want to do both if you could be back in the if you could be upstairs but in a different role? Would you want to be a GM and coach? I think I'd want to I'd want to have a GM that I could really work with who got me, but I would be like get the hell out of my coaching room, get out of my conference room, go find me who I want. But I don't think I'd want both. Would you? Well, Here's the four most important words in business, and you've heard me say them before. Communicate, collaborate, cooperate, coordinate. And that's what you would want in a GM and head coach role if you've got. And you don't even need to call it a GM. Maybe it's a head of player personnel. Maybe, you know, but you want people who work collaboratively and, and who communicate well. And look, I said it before. We all have things we do well and things we don't. Did you notice earlier I didn't do math on air? Because in our very first podcast together, I did the math wrong. And it's so funny, for somebody whose job it was to run numbers, you're not good at math. Oh, okay. The first time Al Davis walked into my office, it wasn't the first time he walked into my office, I said that poorly. When he walked into my office one day and for the first time saw me counting on my fingers, the expression on his face, I mean, he's looking at me like, you're in charge of our financial statements and our banking relationships and our, our accounting and our audits. And she's counting on her fingers. But I do. I count on my fingers. We got another question from MLB Fun One. Did any other sport, NBA, MLB, NHL, ever try to pry you away from football? Would you have ever accepted a job in another sport if asked? And as always, hi. Well, first of all, thank you very much for saying hi and hi. Uh, I was not pursued by MLB, NBA, uh, NHL. But when I gave notice and left the Raiders, I was contacted by a number of other NFL teams. And, Who? Um, Who? Oh. Come so, on. No, Susie, there's confidentiality. Uh, I can't I, do that. Okay. Do I really want to get you sued? No, please okay. don't. I don't have the time. Yeah. Um, but the answer is no. And I was a Raider. And to me, that wasn't fungible. And there were umpteen people I worked with and knew throughout my career that worked for teams, both on the football part of the organization and the other, you know, business roles, although... Football is a business in its whole, um, but people throughout organizations, whether CEOs, CFOs, GMs, coaches, um, and I'll, I'll leave coaches out of this because they get fired regularly and they do move around a lot, but exempting coaches, all the other roles. I knew a lot of people who moved from team to team to team to team, and one day they'd be wearing the, you know, the red of the 49ers and then the green of the Eagles or the green of the Eagles and then the red of the Chiefs, and that was fine for them, but to me... Being a Raider wasn't fungible. I was a Raider, and I didn't want to go somewhere else. I hear you. I hear you. I would much rather be a GM than a coach. I don't think I'd, I don't. I love live, and I love pressure, but I think I, I would rather be up there. If you had to coach the players, if yeah. you had okay, you go to all these different games. Offense. You go to basketball. You go to football. You go to um, soccer. If you were told right now, you are the coach of a professional team. Ooh, what sport? So fun. What sport would you want to coach? And it can be any sport. It can be an Olympic sport. It can be a team sport. It can be an individual sport. What sport would you want to coach? That makes it so much harder. I thought you were just going to talk about the Big Four. Okay, fine. Answer that. Um, okay, I'm thinking. So many guys on a football team. I'd have to remember their names. <laughs> um, I mean, if you do baseball, you know, you get to sit around a lot. And you get to, like, you know, spit. Chew tobacco. So you get to spit. And you get to, like, 
You get to throw fits. You don't spit. I spit. No. Do you spit? But you I, swear a lot. No, and I spit. Yeah. You do? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm out do running, you? I spit. Oh, well, that's, you're human. But I mean, I don't spit on anyone, and I make sure I don't spit near anyone, and I can't believe I just admitted on the podcast I spit. But I grew up in the Earl Weaver era of just spitting and kicking and having a fit. I kind of like that. So I, I think I could do that. I, I think you get the cool clipboard if you're coaching the NBA and you can draw. Like I always like I used to always peer over the shoulder of the coaches and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I want to see what you're writing. And one of them once wrote in big letters, get out. <laughs> That's what a ref wants. To, well, no, a ref actually once handed me a pen. I was sitting courtside in Oakland at a Warriors game. And I didn't like some of the calls. And so every time the ref would make a call, I didn't like I'd, you know, oh, that was a bad call. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, that was terrible. And the guy turns to me and says, here's a pen. Keep a list. I'll review it after the game. I think it was go away, Susie. I think it's what he wrote. It wasn't <laughs> get away. I think it was Alvin Gentry. I used to sit in Alvin Gentry. That's hilarious. I mean, now this podcast is off the rails. I used to sit in his, <laughs> sorry, Alvin. He used to have bootleg copies of movies in his office. Should you really be sharing that? Sure. So I guess um, the statute of limitations is wrong. And so when the Lakers and Clippers would have double headers, you know, there's a couple hours in between. So you'd have, I'd hang out at Staples Center waiting for the next game to start. And Alvin's like, oh, come watch a movie. And he'd have like bootlegs. It was crazy. Maybe he just got, you know, Academy yeah. pre-screens. They were so not pre-screens. Anyway, I digress. I okay, feel so much less cranky now. Uh, I, I feel less cranky. This is like, I do this too. Is you fun. know what? I, I am not cranky anymore. Well, this is what I would say. This podcast is starting to get long. So why don't we do this? Because I just feel like I don't want to go too long, guys. And I know somebody said, oh, you, you guys can't go too long. But we don't want to. We, we want to be there for your commute or for your run or your walk or whatever you're doing. So I don't want to go too long. This is what I would like to do. Can I invite you guys to send in more questions? We love it. We think it's super fun. And, um, you know, we will be able to be back with you next Tuesday. And we will have Marshall Falk, as we mentioned. But I do feel less cranky. Maybe it's just talking it out and bitching and moaning in front of a microphone that feels like a lot less expensive than going to therapy. But or I maybe it's thank just that, that maybe it's just that I'm here and I made you not cranky because you made me not cranky. And by the way, Susie, you're absolutely right. If you want to tweet questions, I'm sorry, are we supposed to call it X now? I won't. If do you want to excess questions, or if you want to put them on the Rich Eisen YouTube channel, um, yeah, send your questions. So thanks again for taking in this edition of What the Football. We are thrilled to be with you every single week. We hope you will tell your friends, download, and come back and listen to us next Tuesday. Have the most incredible week, everybody. I will see you this week on The Rich Eisen Show. Take care. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.